Well, good morning. It's uh, Friday, June 4th, 2021. Friday, June 4th, 2021. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I truly appreciate you being here. It's really nice of you. Uh, I know there's plenty of podcasts out there. I work hard. I spend four hours every morning, minimum four hours, uh, getting this stuff together. Uh, Today was no different. Um, Tell your friends to Google me, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And if you can, bring someone with you this weekend. I mean, tell them, hey, check out this podcast. See if this guy's okay. You know, he's pretty cool. I got some interesting stuff at the end of the podcast this today. Some very uh, interesting stories that you're going to en- enjoy, uh, including someone who was bobbitized. That's a word that I made up. They were bobbitized. Um, finally, after two years, Don McGahn, uh, who served as uh, a former President Trump's first White House counsel and was key witness for investigators during the Ru- uh, Russia probe, is set to testify today before the House Judiciary Committee uh, long after the Democrat, uh, Democratic-led panel subpoenaed him for testimony about the Russia investigation and Trump's possible obstruction of justice. Uh, Trump's White House blocked McGahn from appearing, citing a Justice Department... Office of Legal Counsel Opinion that asserts the uh, that senior presidential advisors enjoy absolute immunity from testifying before Congress. That still did not get fixed. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee uh, um, filed suit in federal court to challenge that assertion and try to enforce the subpoena. Uh, that led to a legal battle that was resolved last month after the committee and the Biden Justice Department reach an accommodation or agreement to allow McGahn to testify. Under the deal, McGahn will sit for a transcribed interview in private before committee members and staff. He will be allowed to have counsel with him, and an attorney from the Justice Department uh, will be allowed to attend as well. The scope of the questions uh, is what's annoying. It's limited to information attributed to McGahn in the redacted version of uh, Mueller's uh, report and whether the report accurately reflects his statements to the special counsel, which is basically, did you say this? Yes. Did you say this? Yes. Did you say this? Yes. Uh, McGahn can refuse to answer questions outside the narrow line of questioning, including queries about communications between McGahn and other administration officials that do not appear in the public version of uh, Mueller's report. So basically... That means it's likely going to be a waste of time. Uh, Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. It's Friday, by the way. Don't forget to look for, I mean, last week, we under the Biden administration, we had a rare flaming bag of crap thrown on our doorstep. Yeah. So maybe another one will happen this weekend. Let's see what happens. The Supreme Court yesterday narrowed narrowed the scope of federal cybercrime law, holding that a a policeman who improperly accessed a license plate database could not be charged under the law. This is pretty insane, actually. In a 6-3 majority opinion penned by, uh, by Justice Amy Coney Barrett, so you're get you're I, I bet you'll never guess who the six were and who the three were. I bet you'll never guess. Anyway. The court held that Nathan Van Buren, a Georgia police officer, did not violate the nation's top computer crime law when he searched um, 
a license plate's database for non-official purposes. Uh, responding to a third party uh, who offered to pay him to search the database, a person who turned out to be an FBI informant, Van Buren agreed, leading to what the U.S. government alleged was a violation of Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. This means any officer can get your home address if he wants to. This is, this is really disturbing. It's disturbing that it's allowed, they're allowed to do this now. I mean, you're, you're, they're still violating policy. Uh, in other words, there's a policy at each department that says, hey, you can't do this. But they can still do it. Let's say um, an officer. Let's say she thinks I'm cute and wants to hook up with me. The Supreme Court just said that she could do that. She can come knocking on my door because she knows where I live. She looked it up. Violating my privacy. Anyway. If she wanted to, I mean, you know. China, Russia, China, Russia news. Uh, yesterday, Biden expanded restrictions on American investments in certain Chinese companies with alleged ties to the country's military and surveillance efforts. Uh, in an executive order... Uh, Biden barred U.S. investors from uh, financial interest in 59 Chinese companies over fears their links to the Chinese government uh, and uh, government's geopolitical ambitions. The White House said in a press release, the executive order allows the United States to pro prohibit in a targeted and scoped manner U.S. investments in Chinese companies that undermine the security or democratic values of the United States and our allies. The uh, measure bars U.S. dollars from supporting the Chinese defense sector while also expanding the U.S. Government's, uh, government's ability to address the threat of Chinese surveillance technologies firms that contribute both inside and outside of China to the surveillance uh, of religious or ethnic minorities or otherwise facilitate repression and serious human rights abuses. Among the 59 companies barred are Aero Engine Corp. of China, Arisan Corp., Fujian Torch Electron Technology and Huawei Technologies, which is that phone company, which is still not allowed in the United States, and they've lost a lot of business. And also, they they're having trouble um, building things because we can't we can't uh, they're not allowed to get uh, chips uh, that we make. Um, the prohibitions take effect on August 2nd. I'm sure China will respond today with something like, Who? Me? I did not do what you are alleging. You did what you are alleging. Something like that. And in Russia, China, Russia, China news. Several countries in the EU had banned planes from Belarusian space, airspace. And now the EU has done it. International relations are still tense. Uh, following the arrest of that journalist, Roman Protasevich, by the Belarusian government last month, in which it forced the plane he was aboard to land in Minsk. They, uh, they uh, hijacked the plane. European and U.S. governments have been engaged in an apparent tit-for-tat with Belarus and Lukashenko's government following the incident. Uh, European Union ambassadors on Friday approved a ban, a plan to ban, Belarus airlines from flying over EU territory or landing in EU airports. European uh, Union airlines will be prohibited also from flying over Belarus. And that's according to Reuters. Uh, Russia 
is an ally of Lukashenko, uh, was also briefly engaged with a spat with German airlines this week for two days. Uh, airlines uh, traffic between Russia and Germany were suspended. Uh, Germany halted landings of Russia airlines in the country because Russia didn't allow arrivals of Lufthansa flights into its airports. Uh, flights resumed yesterday. It's getting tense, you know. Uh, Russia, all that they're all that. I mean, they're remember they're out of the G8 now, and it is now the G7. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of problems. All sorts of problems, and it just keeps on getting worse with Russia. Uh, human right, rights abuses. China, human rights abuses. It's just getting really bad. Russia, and also Russia and Saudi Arabia, uh, two of the world's largest oil-producing countries, of course, plan to defy the International Energy Agency's recommendations and uh, continue investing in oil and gas, rejecting calls to drastically scale back the use of fossil fuels despite a deepening climate crisis. Almost 200 countries, including Russia and Saudi Arabia, ratified the Paris Climate Climate Accord in 2015, agreeing to pursue efforts to limit the planet's temperature increases to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. The agreement requires net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, but the financially hit, uh, but the financially hit by uh, oil company uh, oil producing countries is hampering the agreement. I mean, Russia and Saudi Arabia need that money from oil, so they're not uh, they're they're not doing what they agreed to do. More problems and Saudi Arabia, please. We we should have cut ties with Saudi Arabia ages ago because of their human rights abuses. They're horrible, but we can't because of oil. And this is another important reason to uh, go uh, with electric vehicles across the board. And by the way, this is really interesting. Um, The Mustang, the Ford Mustang, they are now producing more electric Ford Mustangs than gas. And within a couple of years, there will be no more gas Mustangs. Isn't that interesting? I wonder when the Indianapolis 500 will go um, electric. That I can't wait to see that. Uh-oh, Louis DeJoy. You seem to be in trouble. It just seems to be getting worse for Louis DeJoy. First, you allegedly tried to delay election mail while destroying the post office so your company and your investments can profit. Now the FBI has launched an investigation into whether Postmaster General DeJoy violated federal campaign finance laws during his tenure as the top executive at New Breed Logistics. Now, remember, we talked about this story months ago. And I'm shocked that it has taken this long for the FBI to begin investigating. Because, I mean, literally, I think it was spring. last. In fact, it might have been a year ago. When did we talk about this? Might have been summer, last summer. News of the probe, first reported yesterday by the Washington Post, prompted fresh calls for DeJoy's immediate termination which has seen dramatic performance decline since DeJoy took over the agency last June, uh, the post office. Only the USPS Board of Governors, which appointed DeJoy last May, has the authority to remove the postmaster general. He can't be fired by Biden, and we've talked about that too. There's enough people there of uh, uh, Democratic uh, 
uh, people there now to fire DeJoy. Let's see if it happens. According to the Post, FBI agents in recent weeks interviewed current and former employees of DeJoy and, and the business asking questions about political contributions and company activities. Prosecutors also issued subpoenas to DeJoy himself for information. If you remember, like I said, we talked about the uh, months ago, DeJoy was caught in a straw donor scheme where New Breed Logistics employees were reimbursed for making the right political donations, which is highly illegal. You can't because there's... uh, there's a personal limit on donations. So you can't get somebody else and then reimburse them for it. No, you can't do that. David, you can't even do that with your children. If Let's say uh, you donate $2,500. Can you give $2,500 to your children to also donate to that candidate? No, you can't. David Young, who served as... Um, Human Resources Director at New Breed Logistics told The Post in September. Oh, I guess that's when it was, September. That's when uh, we talked about this story. Uh, Lewis was a national fundraiser for the Republican Party. He asked employees for money. We gave him money, and then he reciprocated by giving us big bonuses. When we got our bonuses, let's just say they were bigger, they exceeded expectations, and that covered the tax and everything else. So there you go. Uh, At least 10 states have siphoned millions of dollars from federal block grants, meaning uh, to provide aid to the neediest of families to pay for uh, the operations of uh, uh, using the money to pay for the operations of ideological anti-abortion clinics. Uh, These overwhelmingly Republican led states used money from the Federal Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Program, which is TANF. Uh, It's also better known as uh, welfare or direct cash aid to fund the activities. They're using it to fund the activities of anti-abortion clinics associated with the evangelical right. The clinics work to dissuade women from obtaining abortions and In all cases, the states use these funds even as COVID-19 caused the worst economic upheaval in nearly a century, left one in four families without enough to eat. Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, and Texas have all used federal TAMF funds to support anti-abortion clinics. These 10 states funneled the money through alternatives to abortion programs, part of the state budgets established by conservative legislatures and often run through state health departments. This is really disgusting. They not only send millions in federal welfare funds, but also state taxpayer dollars to these centers. This is government-level fraud, and those states need to pay back those funds. Unfortunately, that won't happen because Clinton-era welfare reforms to federal laws allow the states to do what they want with those funds. They can move it around just about anywhere they want, which we should really roll that back. It's going to be hot today. Are you wearing your sunscreen? 
Uh, traces of a chemical tied to blood cancer, including leukemia, have been detected in uh, blood cancers, including leukemia, have been detected in dozens of popular sunscreens and after sun products, according to tests conducted by an online pharmacy called uh, um, Valisure. Uh, uh, benzene, a known carcinogen, was found in 78 of nearly 300 sprays and lotions tested, including products sold by Banana Boat and CVS, and that's according to Value Sure. Um, trace levels of benzene can be found in cigarette smoke, gasoline, glues, additives, I'm sorry, adhesives, cleaning products, and paint strippers. Uh, Value Sure also reported that 14 sun care product lots with some of the highest contaminations are sold across four different popular vans, brands, uh, Neutrogena, Sunbum, CVS Health, and Fruit of the Earth. What's strange is benzene is not an additive. It doesn't do anything, so they don't add it. And they're unsure how it got there. Somehow it, it happened in the manufacturing process. Maybe maybe a um, something between two chemicals getting together or something like that. I don't know. We'll, I guess an investigation uh, will find that out. Twitter announced yesterday the launch of Twitter Blue. The company's first subscription service designed for power users willing to pay a monthly fee for exclusive features. The service is rolling out to users in Canada and Australia, respectively, for $349 and $449 uh, for, uh, per month. The company did not say when Twitter Blue would become available to the U.S. Uh, Twitter Blue uses, uh, users get an undo tweet feature that allows them to set a customizable timer of up to 30 seconds to take back a tweet if it needs to be fixed, which is sort of like an edit, but not really an edit. And, and I mean, you know, if you want, just delete, delete the tweet and retweet it. I've done that many times. The feature is not quite an edit button, a feature often requested by users, but it will allow subscribers to preview what their tweets look like and adjust them before they're published. Just read, read what it is. I mean, just let it sit there. You know, and, and uh, by the way, the edit uh, tweet button is a I understand why it's a problem to have. It's a problem to have because you can tweet something, then people will respond and then you can say, oh, let me change that tweet a little bit. And then you change it a little bit and then everybody's response doesn't make sense. So you can understand why that would be confusing. Anyway. And, and how often do you check if it, do you ever check if a tweet has changed? No. Why would you check if a tweet has changed after you've made your comment? You could edit, then edit it, but, or delete it. Anyway. Other features include uh, bookmark folders so users can organize tweets they save. That's actually kind of uh, helpful to have tweets that I save. So I can respond to people that ask the same question over and over again. Um, if there's a reader mode that makes it easier to read long threads. The option to custom the Twitter app icons on their phones. Access to color themes from the Twitter app. And dedicated customer support. Dedicated to customer support would be good. Like if I want to get my little blue check. Because people keep on trying to steal my, my Twitter because of the name that I chose very early on. Moving on, ah, we got some fun stuff for you. A, 30, a 35 man fishing crew working off Yemen 
netted the find of a lifetime when they hauled in about $1.5 million worth of whale vomit. That's right, whale vomit. Whale vomit is also known as ambergris and is an odorous substance found only in the digestive systems of sperm whales, right? In other words, they 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 were hauling in the they were hauling in this dead uh, sperm whale carcass, and it really stunk really bad. And they and they said, "Hmm, I wonder if there's any of that stinky stuff in there that we'd like to have." According to the UK's Natural uh, History Museum, the substance is often called the treasure of the sea and floating gold because of how rare it is. Ambergris is particularly valuable for its use, making perfume scents last longer. According to the National Geographic, Geographic uh, Chanel and Lanvin use ambergris in some of their high-end scents. So the next time you're on a date and, and the woman or man is wearing a perfume that smells particularly good, tell them, you know what? That whale vomit smells really nice on you. And it'll be a compliment. A woman who reportedly cut off the penis of her boss at a bar located near Barcelona will be sent to prison without bail after the court rejected her version of events in which she claimed that she acted in self-defense during the incident when she attacked her employer after he attempted to sexually assault her. That occurred, excuse the runoff on sentence. It really wasn't, but it sounded like one, didn't it? That occurred at just after midnight on Monday. The unnamed woman also claimed to police that the man had forced her to have sex with him on uh, uh, multiple previous occasions. The man who owns the bar was taken to the local Belvidge University Hospital for an emergency operation to attempt to reattach his genitalia. It was unclear if the man's emergency surgery was successful. Remember I said somebody was bobbitized? That's the word I made up. John Wayne Bobbitt. He was bobbitized. After examining the police investigation into the incident, the court concluded that there was not enough evidence yet to support the woman's version of events. Let me just say, if the penis is out enough for her to grab it and cut it off, there is probably something going on there. I mean, can you really cut off a penis that's inside somebody's pants? So you're questioning the events? She's in a bar. A penis is out. What other reason is it out? Okay. Um, and remember, we announced with little fanfare that in six months, UFO information would be released. That was like six months ago. It was nothing, and I knew it would be. Uh, there are UFOs, which are uh, exactly that, unidentified flying objects with the... Uh, and with the forthcoming government report of UFOs finding no evidence of aliens. Um, yeah, you, uh, usually it's a problem with the camera or uh, who knows. It could be anything, a lot of things. But intelligence officials say after investigating 120 incidents, the phenomena remains difficult to explain. They're still just UFOs, unidentified flying objects. That's literally what it means. We just don't know what they are, but they aren't. There, there are no clear pictures of anything resembling an alien spaceship. There is nothing out there like that. It's just a blurry picture of a, a dot. Uh, 
And usually, that's what it's something like that. Anyway, that's it. It's Friday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. If you have a weekend where nothing is happening, or if you're just working, I hope you enjoy work while you're working all weekend. Uh, under 25 minutes today, not too bad. That's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, June 4th, 2021. Friday, June 4th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Truly appreciate you coming every day. It's so nice of you. Remember, you can tweet me now with questions, insights, or fights. You want to fight with me? Bring it on at Cyberclops. Uh, tell your friends to uh, Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search, like I said. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I truly appreciate you. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.